Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at that is April 15th. We are here to talk AEW and NXT. Obviously, a big wrestling news day today all around the world. But at Fightful.com, we had the List Ain't Your Boy podcast at 3 p.m. Eastern covering the cuts, covering XFL, covering WWE going live, uh, uh, allegations of insider trading, a whole lot of stuff. So uh, if you want news on that specifically, head over there and on FightfulSelect.com, myself and Fightful founder Jimmy Van address each main roster and some NXT releases, where we think they'll end up and what we think they're going to do. We have a ton of exclusive news over at FightfulSelect.com and I'll have even more on Thursday. My Q&A show drops Thursday where you can ask as many questions as you want. So keep your eye on that. It's going to be a very busy week at Fightful.com. And I want to thank all of you who are new viewers. This is a very sad day in wrestling. And I wish the best for all of those that that have been affected by the round of cuts in WWE. We're going to talk about some of those that are NXT related. But if you want your question or statement read live on the air at YouTube.com slash Fightful, donate a super chat. But we are on podcast platforms everywhere after the fact. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski. He's a pretty big figure in that Fightful Select thing. Alex, you did a uh, Sour Graps this past weekend that was a deep dive into the Firefly Funhouse. And everybody can check that out now. It's out publicly. You have one up on Select of your review of the Big Show show. And that will drop publicly this weekend. You got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, I uh, put put in some some serious uh, duty on on the sour grabs front over the past several days. Um, well, well, that's that's fair because you're covering some serious duty. Yes, that is true. Um, uh, I did a my regular raw review that I did uh, last night features not one but two epic triggered rants. Uh, one about you know we're gonna do it live. F it, we'll go live. Yes. Uh, 
And also one about Jerry Lawler's weird racist cookbook, apparently. Oh boy! <laughs> so yeah, oh, boy. I, I it was a it was a rare time uh, with that one. So you can check that out on Fightful Select right now. We are also joined by the newly engaged Mr. Warren Hayes. Sorry, ladies, hands off the merchandise. <laughs> now, now our female demographic will probably increase significantly. But there you go. <laughs> Big congrats to Mr. Warren Hayes, but yeah, a wild week, Warren. Uh, yeah, outside of uh, even outside of the engagement, right? You didn't even you didn't even need to uh, fall uh, fall in love this week to say this was well. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this was, uh, and we're it's only Wednesday, Sean. It's it's only Wednesday. We still have two days left. Three, if you count, if you if you decide to work the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot that can happen. Yep. Now, uh, Michael Morgan sent a super chat and said, Today sucked, honestly. Thank you for all the coverage today. We love you guys and appreciate you. Hey, we appreciate all of you, too. Thank you for sticking with us. I know a lot of you have donated super chats and subscribed to Select in a very trying and scary time, and I want to thank you guys for that. That means a lot that you're willing to do that, especially in this landscape. So thank you very much. Um, we also have Maurice saying... I can see Deanna being the face of AEW's women's division. Can you imagine Rusev versus Ishii at Wrestle Kingdom 15? Gallows and Anderson are needed in New Japan's tag team division more than AEW. I agree on all those. I think you all would be shocked at how tiny Ishii would look next to Rusev. (laughs) You have no goddamn clue how big Rusev is and how Mm -hmm. small Ishii is. I mean, honestly, when I got into New Japan... For like the first seven months, I was like, okay. And then I saw him next to a real big dude, and I was like, damn, Ishii's small. Deanna and AEW wouldn't count on that being a slam dunk yet uh, for uh, several reasons, but she's going to be heavily booked. As far as Gallows and Anderson, I think New Japan would be a good bet for them. Warren, what do you think of those those recommendations from Maurice? It's interesting. The first thing that came to mind was exactly that, that Rusev would be a perfect fit for New Japan. And not only Ishii, which seems like the go-to feud, but against Shingo, that would be crazy. Hiroki Goto at the Mm -hmm. same time. So there'd be some fantastic, fantastic matchups. I do think Gallus and Anderson should go to New Japan and have a very smug feud with Gorillas of Destiny. I would dig that so so much and i kind of feel diana would be at home with impact they have the best women's division out there i think she'd fit in perfectly she'd be able to develop a character use her charisma a lot more i think she'd she'd uh, she'd excel there sunny b from loki famous says i feel for all the wrestlers who lost jobs today my whole restaurant staff including myself were furloughed last month it really sucks stay strong hey wishing for the best for you sunny i really am uh, let, let's see which one we're going to cover first. Who did you have winning tonight, Alex? I mean, not that I want to, uh, do anything to recognize this company, but NXT. <laughs> How about you, Warren? Yeah, NXT tonight. We'll go with that. Uh, it was very difficult for me to get in either one of these after today's mm-hmm. thing. It just, it was tough. Uh, so guys, when you donate a super chat, we will ask your, or we will answer your question as it approaches, uh, and I actually want to kind of Tarantino this episode since we got a super chat. And Bliss said, 
that ending for NXT, and it is standalone. We saw Tommaso Ciampa cutting a promo saying, hey, I'm done with Johnny, just like I said I'd be. I'm done with Candice. I'm done with all that. Then we hear some racket. We hear we hear some ruckus. Did you all hear that ruckus? I heard yes. a ruckus. There was a ruckus. There was a ruckus, and that ruckus was Killer Cross, who we have seen hinted at multiple times recently, including at the end of the Gargano Champa match, sitting in the parking lot. I, for one, am super stoked. I think that Cross was needed more on SmackDown as a top heel, though. Because they haven't protected anybody, but Alex, your your thoughts of the final, the, the actual reveal of Killer Cross, because he's been building up TikTok on his Twitter for like yep. a year. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, I mean, it's 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 good. I'm glad that he's there. He's doing something. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa's got to have something to do. Uh, they are doing everything they can to 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 keep him from regaining custody of Goldie. Um, so I guess. They want that to happen when there's a crowd to react to it, maybe. Um, but I am sad that we're not going to get my Killer Cross and Scarlet um, as uh, the serial killers who hunt other serial killers, heels who heal other heels gimmick. Because it was kind of weird. I was so excited about that because they were seemed to be stalking Johnny and Candace. And you never really get a chance to see like these monsters who destroy all the people who are like, bad guys but not nearly as bad as these people like that to me seemed like there was there was a, a an opportunity to do something different are but you I'm, telling I'm me totally that Tommaso Champa and Jesse Ward from Tough Enough season one cannot be the serial killers uh it's possible I think she could probably suppose. still take a bump it's been a while since Tommaso's while. wife is, has yeah. trained in the ring but maybe she could be maybe she could um, be I am excited to see some killer cross versus Tommaso Champa action though James O'Rourke, thank you for the generous super chat, says, I tend to be more on the AEW side of the Wednesday Night War, but tonight, with that quick debut, if you can call it that, I gotta reluctantly give it to NXT. Hey, I like I like the fairness. I like the the willingness to admit that, that maybe your side took an L, and that's okay. It's just, it was tough for me to emotionally invest in either one of these shows, man. I felt so bad for so many people. You know what's tough for me to get invested in, though? Right. The the potential new name for Killer Cross in WWE, maybe being Carrion Cross, because there's a Carrion Cross t-shirt on WWE shop right now. What? K-A-R-R-I-O-N Cross with a K. Oh, because you can't, no, you can't call him Killer. No. Nah. Can't, can't call him Killer. Oh, no. He, he, he might be, he might be thought of as being somebody who actually murders people. And yeah. that's just too much for the kids. Yeah, that would suck. Plus, it would keep reminding people that of his family, the Killer Bees, Killer Khan, Killer Kelly, mm-hmm. Killer Kowalski, and yeah. you want you want him to stand on his own, right? Right. Yeah. You yes. Don't want to rely on all that. Yeah. Also, it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but they got to do. You know, they do the retro photo shoots with the yeah. the old titles and stuff. Yeah. They got to do one with old gear, and he's got to have the two Ks like Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Because as, yeah. as yes. you were saying. K A double R I O N. I was yeah. like, oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just no. hope we. I hope we never find out that his middle name is Kevin because that would be really unfortunate. Oh god, it, <laughs> there was a place, and see, hey, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there was a place local to me called Kehoe's Country Cafe, and for <laughs> oh, some, yeah, and they spelled it with all K's, uh, and we're like, now come on, 
First off, first off. Come on with a K, yeah. First off, why? Second off, why do you want to spell country cafe with Ks? Like it had, it's one of those things where I don't think they're smart enough to do it, but I also don't think they're (laughs) dumb enough to do it. What is the desire to misspell names of businesses? I get it. Maybe some trademark purposes. And I guarantee you that's a unique trademark that nobody else has. <laughs> yep. Oh, Andrew Nolly says, I want to thank you, everyone, at Fightful for everything you do. Also, today sucked. I thought NXT was really good, but today's news made it hard to enjoy. Uh, I agree. Hey, we, we ain't we ain't frontliners here. We're not like... We're not doing stuff like nurses and doctors and stuff like that, but we do appreciate your support. But uh, just reporting the news here, and if we can make you smile a little bit or inform you, that helps a little bit too. NXT, we got into the match. Fabian Eichner against Finn Balor. I, I always mention this, the rare instances I get to talk about a Fabian Eichner match. I saw him at the post, I think it was post-Hurricane Irma, tapings at NXT and he botched a dive and almost died and I think it was Mm -hmm. against maybe Ono or somebody Mm -hmm. and he went back to the spot and everybody in that room knew they were doing a retape and they went crazy when he hit that spot (laughs) and I started to ask people at the performance center about him and got a lot of Cesaro comparisons and that's a pretty good comparison to draw Uh, he does not get the win over Finn Balor I love the spot where Finn Balor drop kicked i think it was marcel through the mm-hmm. barricade that ruled this finn balor is a better finn balor than i have seen at any point in wwe yep 100 percent uh this is this is the finn balor that i think a lot of us hoped we were going to get when the prince got signed away from from, from new japan we were like this is the guy and then he was cool at the beginning of of nxt and then kind of got nerfed a little bit because they wanted him to be everybody's favorite guy except for oh now he's the demon for one match like it, it just it just felt like they were trying to you know watering him down a little too much especially on the main roster and this this guy yeah i can get into watching him do stuff um and that, not only that no one did we get to see this kind of really great match because i i've also been a fan of fabian eichner since uh the cruiserweight classic i thought his first round match that he had with with jack gallagher was excellent um, it, like it was one of those things. Like, if you're bored and you don't have anything to do because you're sitting at home and you got the network, I totally recommend going back and watch Cruiserweight Classic. A lot of the guys mm-hmm. that you know now and have watched a lot of their stuff, they got started back then and were doing great work. And it's also a lot of fun to hear like Daniel Bryan lose his mind over. Stuff. Yes, but um, but I I love Ictor since then. I thought this match was great. But I'm super excited that they're like saying to Finn Balor, "Hey, cool, let's have this great match with this uh, this amazing like human bicep from 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 Germany, um, and and then we're gonna put you in a brand new really title is. with the with the hottest young guy in in our in our uh, entire entire stable. That's amazing. So let's talk about what happened with Finn Balor later because we see Adam Cole. Talking with his title. I'm rather enjoying these. Adam Cole won't even show up to work. He's just going to send some 480p resolution videos from his <laughs> Nokia phone. I mean, come on. That family uh, has Britt Baker money right now. Yep. They got to be able to afford to fo- get that Samsung Galaxy Ultra 20 
Better yet, Samsung, send me one. I saw what the night mode did with photographs. It's amazing. I want one. But in this economy, no thanks. <laughs> but Britt Baker, she can afford it. She's a dentist. Buy one for your boyfriend, Britt. Do it. Do it for the sake of, of our reviews. But after that, we have Velveteen Dream come out. And he is challenged, effect, or he doesn't challenge, or he challenges, sorry, let me let me reiterate. He challenges Finn Balor to a match next week, which I was like, oh, damn. Okay. I thought we were going straight into Cole and Velveteen Dream. This is a very pleasant surprise, Alex. This is interesting to me on a lot of fronts that they're, that they're figuring out ways of like, okay, well, we're not going to use this guy right now for whatever reason. Um, so let's figure out placeholder stuff. Um, so Dream is still t- still talking to, to Cole, but he he basically says, uh, Adam Cole, I accept the fact you're the greatest NXT champion of all time. And it was like Finn Balor got a little like notification on his phone, said someone is talking shit about you. Go out to, to the stage and talk to Velveteen Dream because he just comes from behind Velveteen Dream and says, you keep my name out of your mouth. Even though Velveteen Dream never mentioned Finn Balor, which I thought was kind of a cool touch. Uh and and he says like um uh, uh if if you if you want to keep talking uh mess about that you got a date with the prince and I love that um Velveteen's like hmm, why don't you pick up the, the dream next 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 Wednesday it's like that's so cool it's perfect I can't wait for that match I can't either uh, Warren did it surprise you to hear Velveteen Dream and Balor instead of going straight into Cole Dream because you know we were probably all assuming that the takeover matches would be filmed straight ahead. But really, this is a takeover match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's a look, it, it's a nice it, it's a nice swerve from what we were expecting on one end. And at the same time, you're keeping you're keeping Finn up there, right up there in the conversation with the big boys mm-hmm. of the division right now. Uh, he was supposed to have had his business with Walter at this point, right? Uh, the there was uh, the Dublin takeover thing that unfortunately never happened. So I'm I'm glad that they're that they're inserting Finn into this because the Walter match was a big deal. This is a big deal, and as you guys said, there hasn't been a better Finn Balor in years than the one we have right now. Might as well just go for it. It's fantastic stuff. Someone did mention Britt did her video in 4K just saying, yeah, we don't like to spoil the other show, but yeah. I got to get to the bottom of that. If if this were two years ago, Alex Pawlowski would be on the case with an <laughs> off the tracks with a train here to find out what kind of phone plan are they on. Or is it not that serious yet? We know they're living together. Yeah. Are they on the same phone plan or not? Mm. I'm going to find out. Jesse Davin says, good work today. Love you all. Thank you very much, Jesse. Really appreciate that. I, I'm i going to skip ahead a little bit more because the talk of this show is Dexter Loomis. It's mm. all anybody is talking about in our chat. And this makes me a little happy to hear because this was a guy who could have just, quite frankly, quit wrestling based mm. on how some of his things went. He had a push in TNA, then definitely did not get pushed in TNA. They really just threw him down the crapper. He wasn't getting a lot of bookings outside of wrestling, and now here he is with effectively the same gimmick that he had before, 
And I, I'm serious. Like 80% of our Super Chats right now are about Dexter Loomis, the former Sam Shaw, which I think is really awesome. He uh, took on Tahuti Miles and just destroyed him. Just destroyed him. Sit out Uranagi and the, the choke for the win. And... <laughs> We uh, see James Roark saying, or O'Rourke saying, I feel like Dexter Loomis looked like Thunderbolt Ross from the Marvel films. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, D'Lo Riggs said, Dexter Loomis creeping on the tag match was great. I love that. That was a little bit different, which we'll get to the tag match later. But people were saying, what exactly was the point of Dexter Loomis standing outside the ring during the tag match? Warren, I think it was to make us go... Why is he standing outside during this tag match? Exactamundo. You just sow a seed. And maybe you don't come back to it next week. Maybe you come back to it the week after or in a couple of weeks. It doesn't matter. You just planted something. Maybe this. Maybe it's uh, long-term storytelling that we're about to see uh, unfold. Or maybe it's just something that they're, like I said, just planting and kind of like we'll see We'll see where this where this goes, but it doesn't need to have a full explanation straight off the bat. I think the objective has uh, has landed uh, very, very, uh, very, very solidly. All you had to do was have him pop up there, and it's fantastic. Like you said, we're just wondering what's next. And there's a lot of possibilities with this kind of character, right? Like, wh- what is his? What are his motivations? He's you know he's got the whole aura about him. He's got the knockoff Stranger Things theme going. He doesn't like there- overalls. And he doesn't like hey, overalls. Tahuti Miles has fantastic jobber gear, Alex. Huh? He does. Amazing. Yeah. Top-notch Tahuti jobber who? gear. Tahuti who, Miles, as I call him? Um, I, 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 I am... Does that uh, mean he's going to come out with swole and 4x4 four four and master Exactly, feet? yeah, exactly. Okay. He's got, listen, if you wear the overalls with one strap hanging down, you're absolutely point. part of the No Limit Soldier. That's a good point. Um, that, that's, so, that's the stable you're in. I don't care if it was 30 years ago. Um, I... I Really love um, all of Dexter Loomis's stuff. Him, him, the way he enters the ring and like propels himself across the ring, like with his legs dangling behind him on his knuckles to like didn't yes. go through the the bottom rope just to look vaguely past the camera. Like he he all of the stuff that he's doing is fantastic character work. Like stuff that you would do in acting class, where like they're like, okay, you're not a real person. Like you, you actually have to play play like a, a version of an animal, or a, like how does a demon move? And then you have to use your imagination because you don't know what a demon looks like. And you could just say this is how a demon moves. He 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 has no legs and he crawls on his knuckles. Like I don't know, but it's a completely different. It's it's otherworldly, and I love that. I also love that they're not betraying that by having him have to do trash talk because yeah. everybody he's got to do trash talk in these matches because otherwise it sounds too silent. But not not Dexter Loomis. That dude's mute. Like I, I I love it. I hope he never speaks a word. Joseph, ever. Joseph Farley says, "Gotta say, Dexter Loomis is wonderful in what he's doing now." Yes, he is. I love that. And let's be real. There was a few years ago when people would come over and they would have almost the TNA stink on them. Like going there was a step backwards. Even though you got ex- got exposure, that's that's long gone. I think there were a lot of people. Like, Bobby Roode, I don't know if he was ever going to move past that, and he got that awesome, glorious theme, and people were like, okay, we're going to see how this works out. Rob Wilkins says, if you want to know what I'm like at the Vegas, at the Vegas buffet, watch Dexter Loomis from the main event. 
<laughs> Shout out to you, Lambert, Carlos, David. I'm loving all the Dexter Loomis love. Uh, Shauna Walensky says his music was super creepy. Fits. It fits. He's an awesome <laughs> artist, too. Like, he's an exceptional artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have uh, some more super chats about Killer Cross and Champa. J.J. Lee says, when we all come outside again, people are going to snatch up their lovers like Cross did to Champa. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Nolly says, I can't wait for Killer Cross versus Champa. After seeing Timothy Thatcher wrestle, I really want to see him wrestle Daniel Bryan and Cesaro. Thatcher working a faster pace is going to be good because that was the bag on on him a lot of times was mm-hmm. that his pace was a little bit too deliberate, a little bit too slow, and I think that when he's in there with these fast paced guys, he's gonna not only will he be able to keep up, I think he'll shine. I think it'll be a lot like what we might see out of Shayna Baszler. My hope is that Vince will see her work or has seen her work and has been like, let's keep it short or let's keep it fast paced. Because a lot of people don't think that these people are capable of that, and they are. They're very capable of it and very good at it. Um, just awesome stuff there. But we'll get to that tag match here in a little bit. Uh, we get the announcement. Or actually, uh, after Finn Balor's match, I should mention, he told Walter that uh, victory serves as a preview for, of his victory against Walter whenever they face off. I think that's important to note. We also have Zia Lee defeating Aaliyah via pinfall. Uh, Aaliyah's there, Alex. She did get beat. She was on main event recently, and she lost again to Natalia. But she's there. She 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 is there. Is there? She does exist. Can confirm. Um, this this was a weird thing. Like you have her attack Zia Lee backstage, cost Zia Lee that that the thing and. And then, like, oh, no, it was me. I totally did it. So there's no, like, who was the culprit? Could it have been somebody else? We're not doing the mystery. It was Aaliyah. She did it. I want to match with you. Oops, you beat me. I, like, that's it. Like, that's the in, end of the story. NXT so. is so lazy with this. They did that shit with Deanna and Shotzi a while yeah. back. And then they're like, well, let's have Deanna lose every single match against Shotzi in, like, three minutes after that. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, good to see where their plans were there. Oh, this yeah. is fine. Zia Lee got to win. Eloquent says, are there more cuts to come? I don't know if there's more cuts to come, but there will be more that emerge, more more that you all will find out about because there's some pretty vague tweets out there right now. I've also heard of some more names. Uh, it looks like the producers and coaches are getting furloughed right now. Dante, thank you for a very generous super chat. He says, tough day, but thank you to the Fightful crew for reporting. Your shows help, me, help get me through the day job at the cemetery. So I appreciate you all. Thanks and congrats to Warren. Hey, we thank you very much. I'm sure Warren thanks you as well. And we've got plenty of stuff. I'm trying to step it up and do more shows for you guys. That's why I asked Alex if he would do a weekend show here and there, and he stepped up big time. And uh, we're making both of those shows free to Fightful fightful viewers. So make sure you guys check that out. D'Lo Riggs says, Today reminded me of 2006 when the Titan Tower release happened. There have been some bad ones. This is... Warren, probably the most substantial one I can remember as far as sheer volume. You know, I think this is the most dramatic one that we live through because it was happening in real time. That's the thing. Uh, It wasn't just like a press release. Well, honestly, it started with a press release and there were five names on it, six. And then they just kept 
coming and they kept coming and they kept. Yeah. So it the the firings were happening real time. It's as if everyone was there in Stamford and getting their pink slips, and everyone was just looking around. And, oh my God, he got one, she got one. I think that's what just put this event over the top. It's how just. Uh, it, it was just how immediate everything was happening. Um, not something that we're used to, honestly, because the it's usually a couple of people. It's one statement and we're done. But the, this was such a fast moving, emotional day. It was uh, bananas. Andrew Nolly says with Killer Cross feuding with Ciampa, where does that leave Gargano? Could he face Keith Lee? Alex, what do you think's next for Johnny? I mean, I, I pitched the idea of that just because I'd love to see how Gargano, a heel Gargano, handles a dude the size of Keith Lee. That's interesting to me is just, just how you would actually book that fight to work. Um, but, like, uh, this was a kind of a thing where they were, like, people were pitching, like, well, was was them driving out off after doing that to Ciampa, was that their swan song in NXT? Are they headed to, to SmackDown or whatever? You know, that's that's always possible. Um yeah, I, I, I obviously Cole's not available. He's got sure. a lot of suitors, and he's he's busy on his patio drinking lemonade. So he's not <laughs> he's not available. Keith Lee right now has no challengers. So like uh, uh, again, if you said okay, heel Johnny Gargano, babyface Keith Lee, how do you make that fight work so it's at least competitive? Like that's interesting to me. Just like on a, on a standpoint of how do you make that fight work what are the spots that you can do like how does how does johnny jargano get him down to size you work the knee all that kind of stuff can you make that a compelling match i believe those two guys can i'm interested to see it akira tozawa defeated isaiah swerve scott in the first uh first tournament match now drake maverick has been released and he said that they're having him still wrestle these matches i think that's irresponsible to have a person who is clearly that emotional do that. I'm sure he's a professional, but it's still a rough situation. Akira yeah. Tozawa wins, and that's the benefit of a round-robin tournament. These matches are significantly more unpredictable, Alex. Yes, they are. They are. They're very unpredictable. Uh, it, uh, it's uh, Listen, it's super unpredictable to me because if I was predicting and booking – Swerve Scott, he would not be losing all of these matches. He's lost way too many matches for, for my liking. He's incredibly talented. Uh, go, I mean, I was a huge fan of him uh, going back to Lucha Underground. I, I, I've, I've been a big, big fan of this guy. Uh, I still think every match that he's in is always competitive. He always looks great in it. And then I can't believe he loses it. And that's to me is that I, I feel like there's, especially in Group B, where to me everything is is let is is going to be should be booked to make the debuting El Hijo del del Fantasma. By the way, there is nothing more badass than a besuited luchador. Like like he looks amazing in that promo of him with the perfect suit and the big giant diamond pinky ring and the the flowing locks behind the awesome like Mexican colors all over a, a black luchador mask. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I think that Group B. Needs to be booked to make him look amazing. So you got to have a guy that he goes up against in, in uh, part of that run round round Robin, who's looking really great, and then gets beat down by Io del Fantasma. So I guess they've chosen probably Tozawa to be that guy as opposed to Swerve Scott. It's just you know who you ever want to want to push in that particular way. 
If you're watching on YouTube, please leave us a thumbs up or subscribe. Uh, probably both is what you should do. If uh, No matter where you're watching, if you want to leave us a nice review on iTunes, that helps us out a lot. We split a lot of our reviews with YouTube, so we don't get as many reviews as usual. So leave us a nice review. That stuff helps out a lot as well. Tegan Knox defeated Raquel Gonzalez with some help from Shotzi Blackheart. Really not help from Shotzi Blackheart. It was to kind of spite that of Dakota Kai. This was short. It was harmless. I am good with pushing Tegan Knox to the moon because she is real good, Alex. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She's really, really good. Um, and, I mean, I guess you're you're protecting uh, Raquel. I keep wanting to call her Reina because, as we've said, that's a much better name. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez, um, by having her lose via distraction roll-up. Um, but that's my least favorite ending to any match. I prefer them losing to fruit roll-up, personally. I, listen, fruit roll-up, always better than distraction roll-up, yeah, no, matter, sure. no matter what. Because at least there's some fruit in it. At least yeah. you get some. At least you get some roughage. But I mean, I'm 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 totally done with distraction roll-ups. I get enough of them on Raw and and, and SmackDown. I, I don't need to see them on my NXT. I think Tegan Knox should have won, but you know, actually have you know the guts to have her hit a move on Reyna and get a one two three as opposed to Schoolboy. J.J. Lee sends a super chat, by the way, guys. You want your question or statement read on the air? You can do that right now. He says, excited for the best of the Super Cruisers tournament. (laughs) Fantasma just became my pick based on that vignette alone. Mob Boss Lucha is my jam, I guess. It's a real cool-sounding gimmick. It's really awesome. (laughs) Mob Boss Lucha. Mob Boss Lucha with a bunch of guys who kidnap other non-masked luchadors? And take them away in a van, and they show up later with masks in suits as your new henchman. That's an amazing gimmick. I mean, if they, if they even literally called him Mob Boss Lucha, that's a better name than Carrying Cross. Because <laughs> I remember when Nakamura was coming in, and what people were like, what what do they call him? What do they call him? I was like, oh, they're gonna call him Swag Lord or something. And I was like, I was like, you know what? He could make that work, just he like could. Phantasma could make. Mob Boss Lucha work. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So, speaking of, of vignettes, uh, Stokely Hathaway, who I'm, it's a habit for me to call him that. Malcolm Bivens cut a promo with Indu Shara. They are real lucky to have him. They are mm-hmm. very lucky to have him because this act ain't working without him. Uh, good stuff from him. 
And backstage, we saw Matt Riddle on the phone with Pete Dunne, who would not tell him who his partner was. Well, then we see it. It's Timothy Thatcher. And uh, let me tell you, they got some history. And if you want to know the history, you can just scroll back on the old Fightful machine. Back when me and Matt did the broadcast, uh, Matt surprised me. He and Jimmy Van orchestrated a thing where Matt would unzip his shirt and there would be a, a shirt with my face on it. Like, unzipped his, his sweater. So I orchestrated a run-in from Malcolm Bivens the next week. Because Matt was scheduled to face Timothy Thatcher, whom was managed by Bivens. Mm-hmm. It's one of the greatest moments in Fightful history. Look it up. But now they're they're on the same side of the ring again. And this is pretty damn good stuff. This was a hell of an introduction for a lot of people for Timothy Thatcher, Alex. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm super... It was, it was a total shock. Did not expect to be a debut. I thought it was going to be somebody, you know, from within the thing that, that we didn't know... Uh, you know, it was a surprise anyway. But uh, the fact that it was Timothy Thatcher, that's awesome. And I felt really bad for him that he had to debut at an empty arena PC match yes. as opposed to in front of Full Sail, who would have lost their minds in this situation. Like, if they're like, oh, Pete Dunne can't make it. Who's who's Riddle's new partner? Timothy friggin' Thatcher. They would have gone crazy. And, like, it would have been a really cool thing for him to know how much his career has meant and people understand who he is in that arena, as opposed to here where it's like, I don't even know if anybody at Washington at home knows who I am. It's kind of a weird thing. You want to have that reaction to know that it's working, but love all the stuff they were doing with this in particular, just the dynamic of Matt Riddle wanting to do all of the tag team moves. He normally does with Pete Dunn, mm-hmm. but Timothy Thatcher doesn't know them. So he has to explain them and show, okay, okay. Put your hands out like this so I can step in your your hands and then I'll do a, a backflip thing. Cool. Okay. And Tim the answer's like, yeah, sure, whatever, dude. I just I love that whole thing works so well but for these two guys. And Thatcher looks great. He just he he really yeah. does. I mean at 37 years old, it's awesome that he's making his debut at this point. Because like figure out what, what he can do in this brand. But he he just looks like a time traveler from nineteen ten who was a champion in fisticuffs. Like mm-hmm. and he's just perfectly cast as that kind of a dude i'm i'm totally in on on watching him like just just have a european uppercut battle with oni lorkin for like 10 minutes yeah and i think he would prefer to be in that era to be honest with you (laughs) i think he would he would really like that that was nxt i thought it was a pretty damn good show Pretty damn good show. Now we're on to All Elite Wrestling. Reminder, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap that bell for notifications. All that good stuff. I made a very, very controversial prediction that Lance Archer would defeat Colt Cabana in this tournament match, guys. And as it turns out, he did. But this match went a lot longer than I thought, but it was good. It wasn't Colt Cabana playing like cutesy comedy guy. It was him doing what he can do. He can wrestle. And it was preceded, Warren, with a really good Jake Roberts promo. I love the Jake Roberts promo. How do you feel about it? Uh, Jake Roberts, I will, I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. It's crazy to think that we're in 2020 and we have Jake Roberts being the the king of the heel, like doing these incredible promos, being sinister and malevolent 
and just reveling in it. You can tell he's loving every second of it and that he's doing his damnness to not blow it. Like, I think he appreciates as a human being, not the Jake the Snake character, as a human being, I think he appreciates being in the position that he is uh, right now with AEW and he is going to make the most of it. And guess what? We are going to be the recipients the humble, happy recipients of all that ooze that he generates. It's fantastic. Eloquent says, I love Lance Archer knocking people out in the crowd before every match. That's his thing. He just loves to wail on people at random. And it's it's so ridiculously obnoxious. Like, it's something a child would do pretending to wrestle. And I love that he does it. Yeah, in New Japan, he, he he took a page out of Minoru Suzuki's book and he beat up the young lions as he's coming in. So you know, it's it's like it's it's perfect. It's a it, it's it's logical continuity here. Matt J. Hendricks says Cassius Ono has moved to the WWE alumni section. I know I've reached out to him, have not heard back. Uh, Archer winning with a blackout. I'm glad he won with the blackout. Very good. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm glad he won with the blackout too because remember when he hit it on Marco Stun and people were saying, "Well, he's not going to be able to hit that on everyone." He hit it on goddamn Cold Cabana. Cold Cabana is a, a little, big dude. Yeah, he, he's a he's a big fella. He's yeah, a big fella. I, I wanted to, to mention that. Uh, remember how I said that uh, this tournament is going to be is going to be written and booked just like Bloodsport. Yes. It was a major choice for Colt Cabana to wear the Ray Jackson Memorial bandana around the forehead <laughs> look because that's the guy who gets murdered by chong lee you don't want to like you don't want to tempt fate Fair. if you're in a blood sport remake to wear the bandana around the forehead colt harold romero said happy with AEW. they're trying and that's what counts yeah this is this is particularly unfortunate for AEW when a time when they could be gaining a lot of momentum and it, it's tough in this landscape and ugh, hopefully it gets better before it gets a lot worse Britt Baker, she got a lot better before she got any worse. I told you guys, give her some time. Give her some time. A lot of people are like, why, why is she even there? Why is she even there? You know what? Uh, she's not ready. She, why'd they make her the poster girl? I, well, as it turns out, she's good. And she wrestled after having her nose messed up. I don't know if it's broken. Deviated septums, what I heard. But this was the same tapings, and she was shown at a dentist office giving the rules of being a role model, always fighting fair and talking <laughs> talking about facing Hikaru Shida. She showed off a needle, and then she completely jobbed out Cassandra Golden. And it's what it should have been because she did not be ne- she did not need to bump. She whipped that ass, and then stomped Golden. It was great. What did you think, Warren? The, and she used uh, dastardly heel tactics to do so. They didn't lock up to begin with. There wasn't there wasn't a collar uh, collar and elbow lock up. She just kicked the knee as Cassandra was coming to her. She just so she she's very underhanded, and I I like this. And again, yeah, we we've said it ever since she started her heel turn. It suits her because it suits. Her, I think it suits her overall style right now. She will be, she will work better as a heel because I don't think she had quite the chops to pull off the full 
shining baby face experience that we're used to. This is working extremely well for her. It's going to play off her strengths and she will continue to improve. That's the thing. This isn't her ceiling yet. She's going to keep growing in this. You know, AEW has proven to us on a couple of occasions, and this is one right here, where they can pivot out of something that is not working. They're not going to. They're not going to continue to hammer at home and make sure. Yet, yeah, you know, nope. The plan is uh, star uh, starve the division, top babyface. At some point, they took a step back, reevaluated creative, tried something else, and look at what's happening. It's happening. It's working well for Brit. If they had done the opposite, I don't think we'd be. We'd still be saying, "Give her time, guys. Give her time." And instead, now she's shining. We're seeing a lot of vignettes to set up matches, and I love that they're doing this. They did it before Archer and Cabana. They did it before Baker's squash match. They did it before Sammy against Suge. I like that. Suge wins, or Suge doesn't win. Suge gets his ass whipped. But I thought he was great in this role. I'm glad he's getting some more exposure in that regard. And Sammy wins. Sammy is such a breakout star on this show, and I love that Jericho puts him over as such. Mm-hmm. And these vignettes are a nice way to get people on TV that have not been on TV. They're not necessarily forcing guys like Young Bucks and Omega and Paige on the show. They're rocking with what they they can fit in there, and they're exposing a lot, a lot of other people. Alex, what do you think about the method that they're using to do this? Because I'm rather enjoying it. Uh, you, you're talking about the bubbly bunch, yeah? With all these, uh, with the guys doing different videos yes. from all over the place, I think that's a wonderful way of of um, of dealing with the fact that everyone's you know stuck at home all the time. And also, I, I wouldn't be opposed to this if it wasn't a pandemic. Like this is how people communicate. Yes, like they don't get together and hang out and like all talk to each other like vaguely standing sideways so the camera can get their faces. They they talk to each other on their phone. Like it's a really kind of interesting way to actually have. This thing all uh, uh, it feels real, and I think that's all great. Um, you're right, Sammy Guevara is, is 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 definitely a breakout star. Like we were talking about this uh, a, a while ago, like who's going to be the bigger star for AEW if they're if they're both there in five years? Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, yeah. MJF. They have question. such great young guys up there. Sammy Guevara, like honestly, I I I don't know what his ceiling is. Like it could be, it could be stratospheric. We don't, we don't have yeah. no idea. He's so young and so talented and so great already. In the bubbly bunch segment, I'd well like to point out that I think Ortiz, uh, no, it was Santana. I think Santana has the uh, has the same uh, data plan as uh, <laughs> as Adam Cole. I so. believe so. Yes. Mm-hmm. After the match, Sammy gets on the mic and says he's going to beat Darby Allen in the opening round next week, and then he attacks Shug until Darby makes that save. Uh, J50 sends a super chat and says, I felt like a lot of AEW dark matches tonight, but appreciate them doing that instead of flying people out week after week. Not much double or nothing build. I I agree, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Mm -hmm. them pivoting because you know what they don't have to do? They don't have to do AEW dark. That is supplementary Mm -hmm. content, and if if they're going to keep doing it, we'll see. But they don't have to. They have to do AEW dynamite. Because that's their broadcast deal and uh, good. Mm-hmm. Kip Sabian <laughs> defeated Chuck Taylor. Chris Jericho is such a joy on commentary. Like, he is the right amount of ridiculous for me to enjoy in this this short period. 
Like he talks about Chuck Taylor name changing the name of one of his moves to the Chuck E. Cheese and mm-hmm. all that. And Kip Sabian gets a win with the help of Penelope Ford. How'd you feel about this one, Warren? I, I I thought this was a fun match. I really liked it. I thought both guys worked really hard. Jericho also pointed out when he saw Chucky, uh, I think when it was after Chucky did the uh, single leg takedown on Kip Sabian and rolled into a single leg crab, Jericho said, uh, see, you don't need a great physique to be a great wrestler, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, and yeah. <laughs> And uh, Sabian looked really good. He had a great uh, he had a great showing. I like the uh, his the snapmare that he rolls through and then followed with a yes kick. Uh, I like I also liked uh, Chucky uh, catching Sabian uh, who was flying off the top rope and into a falcon arrow. That was cool. Um, missed the soul food quite a bit. It was yeah. whiffed, but it didn't take away from. And I love the finish. The finish was. Again, like just the right level of ridiculous where you have Penelope Ford on the apron trying to distract um, uh, Chucky with her womanly ways. Then when she's done doing that, you have Orange Cassidy jump up to try to do the same thing. And I'm like, well, that's some wrestling Twitter after dark stuff right there. Oh, boy. But uh, (laughs) – and that allowed Kip to get the win, to get the the win on Chucky T. I like this. I thought it was a fun match. My favorite match of the night, to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was the workhorse match, to be honest with you, because I thought the main event just wasn't quite there for me. Uh, this followed up with Sean Spears defeating Justin Law. I- I'm good with Sean Spears getting some wins. This is the time when you do that. You rack up some W's on those records for some of these people who aren't usually going to get them whenever mm-hmm. you're working with a bunch of talent. And it kind of helps show you that Sean Spears isn't the problem in his tag matches even though he keeps walking out on his opponents. Exactly. And I, I'm, I'm okay for, for, for the same reasons. And, um, you know, the idea that, the idea that, that Spears came in with so much fanfare, right. when he came in and was put into a feud with Cody, then it totally cooled down despite the fact, always keeping him, keeping him around and, uh, having him, Stuff to do, giving him stuff to do with the with the uh, with the tag team partner search and so on and so forth. I, I'm okay with him uh, getting a few wins here and there. It, like you said, it's the perfect time to do it right now. Yeah, I'm all for that, and I think it, I think it was the right move in that situation. Xanthius says, "What tier of select would I have to subscribe to to get you to refer to Jake Roberts as noted urine drinker, Jake Roberts?" I don't know. I mean, I feel like in the grand scope of our site, Lyoto Machida is a more prominent urine drinker. Also, you had uh, Bob Odenkirk doing it on Better Call Saul recently. So, I mean, he he's in the news for that. And I, I don't want to do anything third best. So, it, it'd take like probably the joke $5,000 tier, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. That's what it would take. Rob Wilkins says, SRS looks like a 30-year-old Carl from Up with glasses. How dare you? Harold Romero says, enjoy that AEW acknowledges there's a world crisis. I mean, yeah, it's hard to ignore it. That's the thing. Like, I, WWE I, is trying their damnedest with it, their prevailing circumstances and what's, what's going on in the world right now. Like, it's fine. Like, I understand they've made a choice to never actually ever really mention it, but it just, it, it, it feels disingenuous. But then again, it's WWE, so... Yeah. 
But I mean, I can also see how they don't want to remind you of the situation repeatedly and beat you over the head. No, there. certainly not repeatedly, but I haven't heard, I haven't heard him say it once. Matt J. Hendricks says Shayna stomped Sarah Logan's arm out of WWE. Yeah, I guess she did. It sucks. I don't like that. Sarah Logan will be heavily booked as well because yep. she has global exposure. Now we're on to the main event, AEW title match, which, no surprise, guys, this was filmed a couple weeks ago when they were at Daly's Place and it's been in the can since then. So that was smart. But Eloquence says, why did Hager not, or why, did, why did Hager get a title shot yet not rank in the top five for AEW? Well, I get it. He didn't rank in the top five. He did go like five and oh over a month though. So I feel like that's okay. You can justify giving him a title shot there, especially if Moxley wanted to give him a title shot, Warren. Yeah, because that's the other thing is that uh, Moxley, uh, you know, they, they started, they started puffing the, their chests, right? He started doing the the alpha male strut, so you know I think John felt like oh, I got to put this got to put this guy back in, into his place. Um, yeah, no, they they had started booking him properly up into the uh, uh, leading into the match. I think to me it made sense as well. The thing that made a little less sense is that uh, you know like he his fir- his first only big win was against uh, Dustin, which again was okay, but. Look, the, one of the main problems I had with this match is that you knew Moxley was going to win. Like, there was no way that Hager was winning this. This was Moxley's first big defense after winning the title, you know. Uh, and that that was essentially my first my my main issue with how this match played out. That there was there was really no surprise. And like we often like to say. sometimes predictability is okay if the path that you take there is fun. Uh... Yeah. Uh, We had a super chat from James O'Rourke that said, Moxley and Hager disappointed me. I was expecting an all-out brawl. Way too slow for me. Why did Moxley try to straight-up wrestle him? Moxley's been training that blood sport style for a while Mm -hmm. now, and I felt like it was a little too much of that. Ah, man. See that it 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 shows to me that there isn't that much crossover fans between MMA and wrestling. When when we get those types of content uh, uh, comments, super chats. Thank you, by the way. Uh, I myself, I'm uh, you know looking at the looking at the buildup because they did have like uh, we guests appear, you know, sort of to hype up the match. They have people from Bellator and so on. And I love that. But I don't know who these people are because I'm not because I'm not into MMA. So to me, I'm like, okay, it's an it's an MMA guy, so he's gonna he's gonna hype up Hager because sure. that's the thing, and I get that. But ultimately, and 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 I like some some form of MMA style grappling in my wrestling. Because uh, depending on who's doing it, of course, because you know John Cena pulling off an SDF is you know it hurts my head more than anything else. But uh, but when it happens, I, I'm okay with it. But if you go too deep into it, trying to make an MMA match out of a wrestling match, you sort of lose me because I I'm not that's not my market. I'm not a I don't cross over uh, into MMA, so you kind of lose me a bit there. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, well, I wanted to say that you, you mentioned, like, um, well, why does Jake Hager get this title shot? Maybe John Moxley wanted to wrestle him. Well, something we didn't even mention over on NXT was uh, Charlotte Flair's promo 
where she's talking about who she's going to wrestle first. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm going to give the first lottery ticket to Mia Yim. But didn't they have a, a number one contenders ladder match last week that Mia Yim was in? And lost. Exactly. So Io Shirai is the number one contender. Mm -hmm. It seems like they're trying to retcon that by having, uh, you know, by having uh, Charlotte say, I'm facing Mia Yim first, which is like, okay, fine. But I guess it's just the champ can decide who she's going to face, even though they had already had a, a match to determine who that was going to be. Hate that. Hate that. So that's a, it's a weird thing. Unless we're finding out that, like, Io's not cleared for some reason, so they have to do somebody else in the meantime, whatever. Oh, man. Uh, J50 says, title match was good, but no crowd, and JR killed it. Yeah, not having a crowd didn't help, because in a Jake Hager match, I think you need that crowd, because a lot of people are, I hate to say this, they're conditioned to hearing crickets when Jake Hager wrestles, <laughs> and I don't think that's Jake Hager's fault. I think that's WWE's, WWE Booking's fault. And, of course, John Moxley ends up winning with a paradigm shift onto a chair. He retains, and this was never meant to be a long-term program. This was always going to be a short-term placeholder program that bridged the gap until whatever pay-per-view they're going to try to pull out of their ass at the end of next month. So we're going to see where this goes. I, I don't want to go back to another Jericho match. I don't want to go back to... That, but I mean, they're working with thirty percent of the roster right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what they're going to be doing. Uh, meanwhile, BTE's already built to their pay per view main event. They're doing Matt versus <laughs> Nick at BTE two hundred, and I'm ready for it. They're mm -hmm. they're making the making a lot out of a little over there. Uh, let's get to more super chats. JJ Lee says Charlotte ducking in storyline. I think maybe a little bit, but it. A regal William Regal has to be like, no, you're not doing that. You're not. You're not going past what I'm doing, type of thing. Right. I think yeah. that's important. Xanthius says, any chance that Drake Maverick's release could be a work in light of the video he put out today talking about his last three matches? No. I, I, I don't. I don't think even WWE could stoop to that level of tone deafness. They don't do works on their official news channels. They don't. Yeah, and the thing is, I've got people that – I just got a message during this show that said he's going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder and try to get his job back and might end up doing it. And he's really talented. Quite mm -hmm. frankly, yeah. about 90% of the releases, I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, they'll be fine. The ones yeah. that I stand out and I'm like, what will they really do? I think Heath Slater will work a lot of independence. He'll probably get some yeah. spots with Rhino. Who knows what he will want to do. But also, he has been in WWE making six figures for a decade. Yeah, yeah. A decade. Oh, by the way, he lives in West Virginia, which I think is like the only state <laughs> cheaper to live in than mine. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the guy, I hope he's he's got some money saved up and all that. If you all want to hear uh, what me and Jimmy think will happen to each one of these releases, uh, that's on FightfulSelect.com, but... Alex, I see you're ready to yeah, speak. I, I just, I mean, like, I, I would agree with you that I think a lot of these people who get released, are, like, absolutely, like, so you say Sarah Logan, she'll be, she'll work whenever she wants. She's yes. got global TV wrestling, uh, you know, experience, except for there's not a lot of places to go and, and do that. Not places, places are hiring right now for this Right this thing, second. You know? In the fall, right in the winter, sure. In the fall, in the winter, like, when, whenever that comes back around, 
and that's where it's kind of like to, to release all these people where they don't know where their next gig is going to come from because they don't know what of these companies are going to exist in six months yeah. that they might normally mm-hmm. get to. That's where it becomes a different story for me personally. I mean, Ryder and Hawkins. Hawkins has a school. Ryder is, yeah. again, been there for over a decade, and they have a very successful podcast and yes. YouTube channel. There's a, a toy store local to me that had to hire more help just because they tweeted about it. Like, mm. that's that's how successful their toy show is. And there are people that I think will be under-the-radar breakouts. I think Aiden English is going to be a breakout indie star, sure especially is. if he's like, you know what? I think I want to bring my wife along for the ride because his wife is, was would be a very good manager. Or yeah. maybe Vicky wants to pick up some dates. <laughs> I mean, I did a whole uh, Aiden English, like, booking show where I was like, man, he should be basically shamed into winning by the Guerrero family. Like, hey, asshole, you represent us. You better mm-hmm. win these matches. And, like, Vicky and Shaw scare the, the life into him. And Eddie is like, or uh, Chavo is like the uncle meeting the kid at the door at, in Bad Boys too. Like, <laughs> oh, you're, you're taking out my niece? You're, you're doing this? Well, you better be a winner. You better not suck. I think yep. he could be really good at that. Somebody says Heath Slater could be good in NWA. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think he could be very good in NWA. Uh, but there's a lot of talented people that got released today, and I'm hoping for the best for them. I'm hoping that people get to see more out of people like No Way Jose than what WWE showed. Yeah. Because when I went to NXT shows, I looked at him and I said, damn, this is a guy that they could have opening every single live event for the next 10 years, and it's somebody that could do what the live event is supposed to do at the beginning. That's get you on your feet, get you excited, get you ready to go. There's a lot of talented people, and I feel really bad for all these people that were cut. Uh, Alex, you had put out the thing about Andrea Lissenberger, who mm-hmm. helped work on the Otis Mandy storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because if there's one thing WWE needs less of, it's creative women. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, definitely. Got to have less of those. There's just there's, there's a glut. There's just so many. Yes. Women on creative, writing interesting storylines that everybody really likes. We got to get rid of at least one of them. And that was one of the most aware storylines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Warren, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I record live uh, my podcast every Thursday night, so 9 p.m. So head on over and subscribe. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or follow me on Twitter, Mr. Warren Hayes. Alex, your uh, big show show watch along is live on Select now. It will be on Fightful.com this weekend. Yeah, uh, look, looking forward to being people's responses to that. Uh, I I review it's a very uh, successful show. <laughs> the big show show is like trending on Netflix. I, I know it's 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 abysmal. It's the it's one of the worst <laughs> sitcoms I've ever seen. That's saying um, a lot because there's some real bad there's some ones. Really man. bad ones. It's really bad. So I'm looking forward to seeing how people uh, <laughs> how people um, receive this episode. It's a watch along of episode two after a review of the premiere. <laughs> Xanthius said MJF put out an odd, out of character tweet about some odd issue that's only getting worse for him. What's that about? Any idea? Just trolling Twitter? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna peep it out real quick because you sent a super chat, but. Um, let me take a look. I don't know. He, he's he been tweeting about other stuff, too. 
uh, as well. Like, so I, I don't think so. He's been pretty in in character as well. But I, I could imagine he's not in a sterling mood today, considering yeah. the Pat Buck situation and the Kurt Hawkins situation. I mean, those are people that helped form him. Whether he'll put that on Twitter or not, those are right. people very, very dear to him. I'm sure so. Uh, you all are very dear to us. Thank you all so much for all the generous super chats. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. My Q&A show drops tomorrow, so there's still time to get those Q&A questions in. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.